What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the lair. Dude, welcome to the lair, everybody. We're just shortening it now. We're the lair. How you doing, buddy? Good, man. How are you? Dude, I'm doing good, dude. I'm stoked to be hanging with you, chatting some good old comic books and, uh, you know, chatting with my good old buddy, Ray. Dude, listen, let's just get down to the nitty gritty real quick. Before the epi drops, I just want to tell you, happy Father's Day, dude. Happy Father's, Father's Day, Day weekend coming in hot. All the dads out there jamming us. Happy Father's Day. Let's Heck go. Yeah. Let's let's rip it. Let's play some pickleball. <laughs> oh man, yeah, you How's got your, any? Uh, go, ahead. go ahead. You got any plans? <laughs> um, so I work Sunday, but um, um, on Father's Day. But um, so we, my family, took me out to um this cool like barbecue place here in town. And you know, it's like one of those places where you get out of the car and you just smell like the smokers are fired up and they've been yeah. smoking meat all day. It was, dude, it was outstanding. Heck yeah, buddy. So we did that. We actually met some friends of ours there and we all kind of just celebrated together and just uh, ate some good old barbecue. And um, it was good, dude. Just relax. Like today, I, had, I was off today as well. And um, I didn't do nothing, dude. Just laid around with the kids all day, hung out, played Fortnite with, the, with my girls. And it was hilarious, dude. Dude, tell me this. Yeah. One of my favorite things about barbecue joints are the sides. What's your favorite Ooh. side when you're grubbing barbecue? Oh, yeah, dude. That's easy for me. Baked potato all the way. Baked potato? Heck yeah, yeah. dude. I love me some baked potato. Do you get it fully loaded? <laughs> you, Dude, you got to. Yeah. I love a baked potato with just a ton of like shredded cheese on it, though. You're the cheese guy. I know this. Oh, I love it, man. But yeah, so that, dude, it was good. And, um, I, I loved it. Even my son, like, we got out of the car and he was like, Dad, it smells so good. Of course, he didn't eat any of the barbecue there. He's just, you know, like, <laughs> like dude, that, you, you got to try it, man. That's, that's, but uh, it was fun, dude. We had, we had a good time. And um, yeah, what about you? You got any plans this weekend? We got a little get together we're doing uh, in the afternoon. Other than that, uh, I was making a play for like a movie night, some popcorn. So we'll see That's if that goes about. down. Yeah, I'm pretty low key and, uh, as well. Like my wife's like, "What do you want to do?" And I'm, I'm just, I don't know, I'm not, I'm low key, nothing crazy. Like I'm down yeah. for a cool movie night too, you know. Yeah, so I actually did have a win this week, man. I got my daughters to watch a movie. We had a little movie night on Thursday night. What'd we watched that um, bad guys. The bad guy. I never even heard of it. It's the one with like, I think it's DreamWorks. It's like the wolf, the spider, the shark, and uh, I don't know. There's another one. Huh? A piranha, as my wife is chiming in here. She's listening. And um, they're all like bad guys, quote unquote, because they're the scary animals, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they end up kind of like becoming good guys because it feels good to be, feels good to be good. And uh, it was pretty fun, actually. I enjoyed it. It wasn't amazing, but it was cool. Nice. Anytime I get a movie, though, it's a win. You know what I mean? Bro, we'll like... We'll like set up and be like, okay, hey, we're going to put, you know, our little one to bed and then like we're going to have like a family movie night sometimes like without our our youngest, right? And we'll go through and do nine times out of 10, bro, we scroll for like an hour to try yeah. to find a movie on every platform we have. <laughs> and, and then, then you're we're falling all, asleep. We're all too tired to even start <laughs> one by then. And we're just like eating popcorn and scrolling movies. And we never can agree on one, dude. <laughs> It's family scrolling movies, man. Yes. And nine <laughs> times out of 10, it's like, you know, it never, no one can decide. So now I think we're just like, hey, it's this, you know, we'll like dedicate like, okay, this night it's your turn to pick one, whatever it is. It's what we're watching. Yeah. Sometimes it sucks and you just got to, you know. Got to roll through it. Got to roll through whatever's, you know, whatever they pick, but. Do you have a rule on like no repeats though? Cause I'd be like, for me, it's gotta be like, no, it's gotta be a new, we're not watching Encanto again. I'm not a, I'm not a dude who could do repeats. Like my kids can, I mean, there's, I guess certain movies I can, but it, it can't be like within a certain amount of time. It's gotta be like right, spaced yeah, out pretty far. Yeah, yeah. But like, do my kids, they can do repeats like nobody's business. And it's silly. I don't silly. even get it, man. I do not even get it. And my kids are older too. I get the younger kids, you know, but like 
my older kid that's like, dude, you just watched this two days ago and now we're watching yeah. it again. Like, get yeah. out of here. And then I did get to go to Disneyland. You went to the old D-Land? I got to live it up at D-Land. How many times did you go on the teacups? I went on teacups three or four times, depending oh on who you ask. Gosh, dude. I'm pretty sure it's three. My wife only did it once. She was she tapped How'd she out. She get out of it. She because I was just like, honestly, it didn't affect me this as much this time as it did last time. Yeah. Um, I think it's because I had a hat on and I was looking down. So I didn't really notice the spinning as much, you know. But and that was fine. But I'll tell you what wasn't fine. And it's the other ride I went on three times or four times, depending on who you ask. And it's a ride no grown man should ever have to oh, go on. I already could guess. It's a small world, dude. Uh, over and over and over, bro. The only thing I like about that ride is when it's hot and you want a nice nap in a cool environment, you can get on that and just kind of just kick your feet up and close your dude, eyes and just relax. I was falling asleep. Yeah. And I felt weird because I was like, I'm not the fall asleep guy. That's the but ride I was to just, do it on. <laughs> I was so bored and like tired of standing in that line and I was drifting man. put your airpods in and just enjoy yeah. the cool the cool environment in there and um get get your feet a little rest on that yeah. ride mm -hmm. <laughs> but we had fun it was cool cool time and uh first time i got to actually go into the star wars oh land. yeah what do you think did you see yeah. any characters wa walking around no we didn't spend too much time there because my kids aren't into it but i really wanted to see it at least and it's cool man it's rad huh yeah, it's, it's like you, literally you're on another planet. Yeah, you walk through that little tunnel and you're like, dang, dude, they did a rad job on that. Yeah, they did an incredible job. I've I've been through there twice and both times it was raining, so I didn't get to see any characters, but it'd be cool to go through there and have some Jedi rolling around or some stormtroopers yeah. or something. Yeah. How are, so we, I, how are the lines? Dude, we've got lucky. I think we didn't wait in any line more than like 30, 40 minutes. That's pretty good, yeah. And uh, it was just a beautiful day. It was like overcast, so it never got too hot. It wasn't humid. So it was win-win for the old uh, Kyle. <laughs> the old dad. <laughs> I always call you the old comic book dad. <laughs> well, I'm glad you got to go and have fun, man. It's always good when you can go there and the lines aren't crazy. Did you eat a churro? I did eat a churro, and I actually had a churro I haven't had before. I had the churro with powdered sugar on it. Wow, I've never seen those. And it was pretty good. That's the you one my go, daughter I wanted. I always have and, to go to the OG route. I can never, like, I see all those different flavored churros or the filled churros, and I can't oh, do it. I'm not into the filled churros. Get those out. But my daughter got the powdered sugar one, and then she convinced herself she didn't like it. So I You had to eat it. it. Yeah. And it was pretty good. <laughs> Right on. I'll have to try it next time I go down there. Yeah. So it was cool, man. Had fun. Good week. Uh, yeah. Work's been crazy. And I did not sleep well last night. I think I'm rocking like three and a half hours of sleep. Dude, what do you got going on? I just, my wife punched me in the face last night. <laughs> oh, she didn't hear me. Uh, I was sleeping and all of a sudden I got punched in the and I woke up at like 1.30, 1.45, and I just couldn't go back to sleep. So I came out to the old computer and just started ed editing audio until <laughs> my yeah. kids woke up. You're the man. You literally didn't go back to sleep from like 2 o'clock in the morning? Nope. I tried. I laid in bed, and I probably got like fell asleep for like 30 minutes and woke back up. And I don't know. I just, it was weird. I don't know that, how you could do that. And you, that never happens to me. Like, not never, but like it's really rare. I just don't know how you're still a night guy. Cause I remember like back in the day when we were roommates, like we were up all night. Like it was a normal thing to go to Denny's at three in the morning. <laughs> Dude, we were at Denny's late every night. It, yes. It was like, we kept Denny's in business. Yeah, we did. And now like, I can't do that, but you can still rock that lifestyle. I cannot do that. Yeah. For me, it's mostly just because it's the only time of day. It's like I can think because mm. it's quiet. So I actually kind of push through just so I can get that time alone. Like for you, you've got the morning because you get up true. early. Yeah, I'm an early guy. Yep. So it's just my morning. 
Dude, just really quick, taking us back to your barbecue thing. I remember, uh, this just popped in my mind. I remember when I first got into our house, me and Megan in, in Orange, one of the gifts I got was a Weber. Like and a bro, coal? Like coal? Like bro? coal. Yeah, 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 coal. yeah. And I took it. I mean, you know me. You so was, went all out. You were buying I, spices, different types of rub. I was making my own. No. <laughs> no. But yeah, dude. And I've even got some, like, um, s- some saved, like, recipes that me and my my buddy, uh, I don't know if he wants to be named, so I won't, but me and my buddy and would buddy. make. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I got so into it, dude. I had, like, a Weber apron, bro. <laughs> And I would wear it just like the legit dad I am. Dude, you know what's funny? It's like when you get old and you're a dad and like, I always see these memes floating around and it's so true. Like, you get so stoked on doing yard work and grilling out, bro. Like, those are the things you're just like, dude, I can't wait to get out there and trim my grass. (laughs) And then I'm going to throw some meat on the grill and it's going to be a weekend. And dude... I mean, I was inviting people over so that they could eat my barbecue like it was a big thing, dude. Like, you guys got to come over and have Why my didn't beer I know can about chicken. This, it's going to blow your mind. My beer can chicken is the best chicken you ever had. Were you, had. like, using the meat thermometer as you're, like, oh, dude, I you had were one doing of those, every... like, those cool instant ones. Yeah. I they had a brand. And uh, I was, like, all into the natural coal, too, that, like, takes forever to warm up and... I had it just decked out because my buddy's like, he's a, he's legit, dude. Like he, I, one night I went over there, I think it was two in the morning. I got over there so that we could Uh smoke something just all night long, bro. And, uh, it was like one of the coolest nights ever, man. Just out there (laughs) smoking meats and looking at the stars until the sun comes up. Like, I don't know, dude, it was rad. That's awesome, dude. I, I, I'll, I've done a few long smokes where I have to start something like at midnight. Like I've started stuff at midnight before. I've started stuff at like two, three in the morning. Um, it is cool, man. It's, it it's an, it's an art form. That's for sure. Um, and those who get good at it, you'll have to send me some of your recipes because um, I'm yeah, into it. Yeah, I will. I wish I could pull up the picture. There's a really funny picture of me that night I was talking about where I invited my buddy over for my beer can chicken recipe. And I was just all decked out in my apron. And I had the like Weber grill gloves on. I was all into <laughs> Weber too. Because you know I'm a you know I'm a brand. You love guy. the brand. Yep. If you get into a brand, you don't care if it, I don't it, care. You, know, you are all in. I got Subaru flags and uh metal signs hanging up in my garage. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Uh, but man, I got into it, dude, because it's fun. Because, like you said, it's a skill that you oh, can continuously dude. get better at. And uh, I was just buying books on barbecue, dude. And like, I do have a couple books on smoking meat. Some of them were like, you got to throw the meat right onto the coals. And I'm like, I'm not ready for this yet. <laughs> Dude, it gets into it gets pretty intense, man. Um, I will say, uh, I did get my my mother in law got me like this, like I can't remember what state company it is, but it's like a like they is like, it like Omaha, maybe I don't know, but they uh, I'll have to go look. That sounds right. It could be it, but it's a bunch of like good steaks and yeah. like, uh, meat, and I just got that in the mail yesterday. And so I'm, and it came with a, she got me an apron too. I never had an apron. So I'm all out just like you, dude. I'm going to be sporting that thing and just grilling. Dude, for whatever reason, like, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I thought I was so cool in that Weber (laughs) apron, bro. (laughs) I think I even posted a picture of myself in it on Instagram because I was just like, this is it. I'm, this is peak Kyle. This is like in my Weber apron. (laughs) In my Weber apron, bro. That's awesome. I loved it, man. It was like I woke up thinking about barbecue. Did you ever do like jerky? Did you, have you tried like no. making your own jerky? No, it would I haven't be fun gone though. Down that, yeah, I haven't gone down that road yet. Your dad did that yep. one time back in the day. He used to make, dude, he got way into it. <laughs> He's like, a, <laughs> dude, when we get into something, man, it's intense, bro. Watch out. But. I also wanted one of those green eggs like so bad. Mm. I was like, 
I was just like, I'm going to get a green egg. I've heard good things about them. I have a Traeger right now um, that actually my brother gave me and I love it. Sometimes like summer months, it's really hard to do the long smokes where you have to like smoke stuff at a low temperature just because it's so darn hot out. Yeah. So uh, I just do quick stuff during the summer, but when it's cooler out, that's the time to do it. I think my my favorite, re- here we go. We're getting on the, you know, welcome to the come of a glare. Talking- <laughs> <laughs> no one cares about us smoking meats, but uh, tri-tip is what I've, I've got a pretty good recipe for tri-tip. It's pretty good, dude. Oh, yeah. I got to find this picture for you, dude. You'd crack up, man. Post it up on the lair. Everybody's going to love it. Yeah, maybe I'll post it up. Anyways, dude, I want uh, you. You want to get into our bo dub real quick? Because uh, there's a, I got some some stuff I want to talk to you about. That I I'm do. pretty pumped, pumped to chat about. But now I'm really curious about talking to you about barbecue. Maybe we should do a barbecue layer, dude. You know what we should do? We should have offshoots of everything we're into, and just call it whatever layer podcast. Barbecue layer, barbecue layer, pickleball layer, pickleball layer, works for everything. Sports layer, <laughs> the dad layer. <laughs> oh, uh, let's do it. Yeah, let's get into it, man. You want to give a little overview? Let's let's dive into this. You want me to this. do an overview? Yeah, let's do an overview here. So I'll do an overview. In- you don't want? I love how we do this. We like try to match each other and pitch. You want me to do it? I'll do it. <laughs> I can do an overview. Get in the overview. Dude, so we're getting into Ghost Fleet from Donny Cates and my man, Daniel Warren Johnson, on the art and colors, and Lauren, and you can try to say the last name if you want, on letters. Nope, we'll just do Lauren. Yep, you can check out the cover (laughs) and come to your own conclusions on it. But dude, this was a pretty interesting story uh, about two dudes who are, are, are truck drivers for this thing called the Ghost Fleet. And the Ghost Fleet is this wild group of dudes who are in charge of kind of like traveling secrets from place to place, like high, high security secrets, right? Yeah. And our story kind of picks up in a in a crazy way, where our two buddies kind of uh, I don't know should I even do that in the overview? That's kind of like the overview. I mean, that's what we're reading. I don't want to spoil anything up front right away. Yeah, let's just jump right into it. Yeah, you, I mean, you kind of summed it up. These two dudes, they, they basically, it's um, it started years ago, like way back in the day. I can't even, like in the 1800s, um, yeah. where, you know, people were transporting oh, secrets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, there was that old school flashback back, you know, yeah. in the very beginning. And so now we're we're in you know present time, I guess, and um, they're using these rad big rigs, dude. To just dude, they are gnarly big rigs, dude. They are pretty neat. <laughs> <laughs> That's the second time I think you texted me about this story. And he said the art's pretty neat, though, <laughs> dude. The art's incredible. Let me just say flat out, Daniel Warren Johnson crushes it in, in artwork. Um, the action scenes are just. The coloring is rad. Everything in the art was fantastic for me. And I think this is one of his first, uh, like, long, ongoing uh, series that he was in in charge of the art for. Because this was, like, I think 2015, maybe this came out, I think. Yeah, something like that. And it was was weird because it was originally, I think, a Dark Horse book. Yeah. And then it, like, went over to Image. I don't know how all that works, but... Yeah, I'm not sure how Image ended up getting it, but it was even had a weird history at Dark Horse. So the first whatever many issues made print, and then COVID hit, and then the next few issues were digital only. They didn't get, even get printed. Really? And only on Dark Horse's digital thing. Was it COVID, though? Because I thought this was like 2015 this was out. Uh, I don't maybe. know. I could be wrong. No, I think you're right, though. Well, something happened, and it was digital only. COVID, not COVID, who knows? But either way, let's jump into it. So issue one, dude, you're thrown like right into it. Present day, these dudes are traveling. You don't know what's in the truck. Um, and right away, they're getting like ambushed, it looks like, to to um, whatever they're they're carrying. Somebody's found their, their route, and um, they're trying to take them out. And the action scene is just rad. And you got this truck driver. He's like 
young kid and you got the two like agents, I guess you would call them. Their main characters, Trace and um, Ward. Ward. Robert Ward. Yeah. And uh, the truck driver is hilarious, dude. I love him. He's only in it for a couple minutes because he gets capped. He gets smoked by a sniper. Truck, you know, goes off this bridge. It it breaks. um, And the back opens. And you're never, these ghost fleets, like, that you're never supposed to look inside what they're transporting. That's like the unwritten rule. Right. You you don't look in there what you're transporting. Never. And he sees so, something. He sees something that blows his mind. Yeah, whatever he sees, man. So Trace, they, they get out. the The back end of the truck opens up, and basically everybody, like the guys who are coming to capture this truck, they all just die. Whatever's in there it looks like some poisonous gas or some something crazy is going on, mm-hmm. and like their faces are melting. Like it's gnarly. And so um, the two main characters, they like they're still in the cab. They kind of wake up and get out, and Trace is like, "Dude, I got to go in and look." And we still don't even know what it is, but whatever he found, he was like, "This is." I think he said his words are like, "That's impossible." And then the unexpected happens. His partner takes him out, and that kind of sets up our story of how it begins. And I I thought issue one was the strongest issue for me out of this whole eight. Yeah, it had a really cool premise. Dude, sets it up. I was like, after issue one, I was like, dude, this is going to be fun. The artwork's rad. And um, I'm in. I'm in for the ride. What'd you think after issue one? Yeah, dude, I agree. And like uh, the suspense and the the mystery was high for me because you're like, what the heck's back there? Who's this ghost fleet? What else are they up to? Uh, And especially like, is this... this when you flip the page and it says, this is how our story begins, that's still issue one, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, you are right. It is still issue one, yeah. And so when you pick up, you find out that Trace isn't dead. He, like, Ward ditched him in a desert and, like, locked him in a trunk. But Trace is alive, finds a note written to him. You don't know what it is. And so you're just kind of like, well, what's going to happen here? Like, what's Trace going to do now? And uh, so, yeah, dude, issue one was dope. Yeah, it it started off on the, all the right beats for me. And um, it's crazy, too, because whatever was in that truck, I think, s- saved Trace's life. Because he got shot right through the eye. So when he wakes up out there in the desert, wherever mm. he's at, he, he, you know, you could see where he got shot. He's, like, throwing up. And um, he's... That's interesting. He, you think it was whatever was in the truck saved his life? I think so, yeah. Hmm. I mean, how could you take a bullet to the face and then when you wake up, like, he's already, like, it's already healed. You see it? Yeah, I never really spend a lot of time looking at that. (laughs) But it's pretty (laughs) gnarly. So, like, it looks like, you know, it looks like the wound is healed. It's just all scarred over and he has one eye. And Mm -hmm. then um, it it fast forwards, you know, and he says, you know, because this is how the story began. And then it, like, jumps forward a couple years and it's like and this is how it will end and it shows a rad big splash page of like new york on fire and he looks like the dude from uh he looks like kurt russell from uh escape from la he has long hair and the eye patch (laughs) so rad dude yeah man i loved it i thought the artwork was killer premise was great character work was super super good and um yeah, I was excited to see where the heck it went. So how, what do you think here when you pick up uh, issue two, it's two years later, and you're introduced to this dude named Roland Cole? I kind of didn't understand who he was at first. I was confused as could be, dude. I was, I was so glad you said that. I was like, I was flipping back and forth like, who is this guy? What's going on? Yeah, uh, I, he seems like, so it, it, it kind of turns out like he's this guy that is, transporting all this crazy stuff, these top secrets through the, and he's using the ghost fleet, right? Yeah. And it was kind of, that's my only thing uh, about this. Like, I love the story, but man, there was some stuff that I was just, was, it was kind of vague, wasn't really explained too much. And then later on, wasn't like, it didn't come back around to like tie up those loose ends. And I was still left a little, lost i guess i would say 100 percent. we'll get there but even the ending you're just like you just have to be like well all right 
<laughs> yeah, because it is a wild premise. It it gets wild. It gets supernatural. It goes to an area that I yeah. didn't expect. I will say, and like this group of dudes that he's that he's here with, like that was a little bit like kind of vague and what's really going on with these guys. It was just all. Yeah. So I guess to let me backtrack, I guess one second as in, in the, in the very first issue when they're getting ambushed, trace and his partner, they've been buddies forever. They're real close. Yeah. We, they, they're like vaguely talking about his wife, how, how, um, not trace, but Ward's wife is like dying. Sarah, yeah. Um, yeah, and you, you don't know why. She's trying to save her. and uh, Or he's, Ward's trying to save her. And, um, and yeah, so, and as, once they crash and they get out of the truck, uh, Ward, like, is saying stuff like, hey, this is the only way, this is the only way I could save her. And, it, you yeah. know, it's like apologizing to his buddy. So now we fast forward two years and Ward is like the, I guess, the leader of the ghost fleet, You like the commander? That's what I figured. I wasn't entirely sure until we had a talk, but then, yeah, I think you're right. And now Trace has been tracking him down to try to get revenge and take him out. Mm-hmm. Is the way I kind of saw it going. Yeah, me too. But there was even some weird stuff here, like... uh I wasn't so sure about what the heck was going on with the the ship. And I don't that did that make sense to you? Did you know like what was going on there? With Roland, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was like a flashback to a ship where they originally got the secret from, maybe. That's what I'm assuming they were transporting oh, okay. it that way. And yeah. then he had to use the ghost fleet because he's talking like Roland King's going into this like council of like all these dudes and hoods, and they're like talking about whatever it is that they need to transport. And he's like, don't worry, I got it taken care of now. The ghost fleet's going to uh, take care of it. Yeah. And they all thought the ghost fleet was gone. Um, but he's like, no, I got my man on it and we're going to take care of it. And then this is where um, we see our main dude, Trace, like finding he's, where the ghost fleet's at. And um, yeah. this is kind of where his story picks back up and his revenge mission and I thought this was some of my favorite stuff too here. Yeah, like, this was some of my favorite art and funnest like parts of the story right here yeah. for sure. And so he's just lighting up the ghostly wards, telling them all like, you have no idea what you're up against. And it was just building Trace up like just this like gnarly sort of assassin. And I was getting like, man, this dude's insane. I, I don't know what he's capable of, but dude, he I mean, these dudes are like well-trained, this ghost fleet. And he just like tricks He's a them one man show. Yeah, dude. And Ward's Ward's freaked out because he knows what's going on. He can see the fingerprints of Trace because Trace blows up the headquarters too somehow, yep, right? Yep. Yep. And uh, he ends up taking over that truck that the that the ghostly had there. And so uh, at the end of this issue, he's well, not even at the end of this issue. I guess it kind of picks up there. Uh, he ends up taking control of one of the ghost fleet's rigs. Did and, you? Uh, sorry to interrupt. Did did you? So he ends up um, taking control of this uh, rig, like you said, and there's a dog in there. Yeah. Did you get like some John Wick vibes because he like Definitely. gets attached to this dog like real quick? And I was pumped because it was like the same thing. Because later uh -huh. on, his dog dies and he's livid. He goes off, dude. Like, don't yeah. mess with his dog. I loved it. And so it made me interested, and I'm not sure, because we never really figured it out, when the heck this came out. Like, I wonder if there was a John Wick influence there. I know, yeah. And so it's interesting, because now, like, as we get halfway through, the, here, here's my only thing, as we get halfway through this book, right? Mm -hmm. you, have, you have Ward, he's in charge of, this, uh, of the ghost fleet. You have this strange character who looks like he's appeared to hire Ward to transport this secret, right? Which is yeah. still vague. We yeah. don't know anything about it. We don't really know anything else really about the ghost fleet besides they transport secrets. And then we get, you know, um, our, our guy Trace, which is like he's trying to take revenge. But then we get some other stuff thrown in with like the Sarah, his wife. There's like a weird like dream sequence where I was just kind of thrown off from that. 
Like I didn't know how it connected to the overall story. And it was just a little weird for me in that part. Uh, Which part specifically? Like where he has that like weird dream about his wife, like his buddy's wife, Sarah. Uh Uh-huh. I thought that it was kind of like, I think at the, at the, at the time when this happened, we were, I think, supposed to be a little confused because we don't find out what's in the truck till later. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But right, but having, but now that we know the end, I think, I don't, I don't want to, unless you're cool with spoiling it now about what's in the truck. Uh, I think what's in the truck is the thing that's freaking trace out because they, I, like, this was what was interesting about what you said about what was in the truck saving him. Uh-huh. Because they must have some sort of connection that's different from other people. Yeah, I think so. And so I think it was messing with Trace here because Mm -hmm. of what it is. Uh, And anyway, just really quick before we go on. This issue one came out November 5th, 2014. And John Wick one came out in 2014. Interesting. But I don't see a date for it. But I'm super curious. I I wonder if... uh, October 24th. So could totally be a John Wick influence, dude. It could be. And I love it. You know, it's got to be. You know me. I'm down. I'm like, yeah, get it. Well, anyways, that was like the only knock I could give this was there was just so much like, I think for me, like some vagueness, like in in these middle issues where it was like, Okay, it's got a cool premise. It's building up. It's building up. But still, there was like these just things that just were left unexplained, even when it ends, you know? And I was just like, that build up and anticipation, I was like waiting for a bigger, more satisfying payoff, I guess. Well, I can say that I know that the release schedule was changed up for them. It was supposed to go 12, ended up only going eight. So they had to rework it all and rush it. Yeah. So we'll talk about that when we finish. Yeah. But I just, to get to what you were saying about the ending being kind of unsatisfying, they did pretty much say that the ending was always going to be that way. And so I think we would have been unsatisfied with the ultimate ending of this either way. So that doesn't really get to excuse the fact that the ending was a little bit of a wild Donny Cates ending with the... Uh, and Donny Cates always has wild wild stuff going on for sure. Yeah, definitely a little different different vibe. But anyway, dude, so Ward, knowing that Trace is like out there, kind of hires this other hitman named Reno. Dude, he's a rad gets him involved. <laughs> and Reno is a beast. Dude, he's like... What does he remind me of? There's a movie, uh, what's it, Bullet Train, where you have all those weird, crazy assassins. And yes, like, that's a good analogy. Yeah, he I reminds me Bullet of like Train. one of the weird, crazy assassins, like from Bullet Train or a movie like that or something, where he was just like over the top, wild compared to everybody yes. else. And that's his really character, funny. That's yeah, good. his character was really cool though, man, because he was he's just this bad dude that was basically hired to to track down uh, Trace now and take him out. And at first, I thought he was hired to kill him, but then he wasn't hired to kill him. He was just hired to find him and bring him into Ward. Yeah, that's what he says to him, right? Yep. And you come to find out too that they were buddies back in the day, which I thought was crazy too. So that was cool. The twists and turns that they throw in in these last like three issues were were pretty neat because we meet him. He ends up being a really rad character. Then we meet this other lady. Who who Trace kind of like wakes up in this truck stop and um, what's this lady's name? I think her name is um, really quick while you're trying to find her name. Uh, I just wanted to talk about how how funny I thought it was when Reno's writing in his journal about Trace and how hard it's going to be to find him and how he's he's going to be really hard. to you know, to track down, to beat, to, you know, all this stuff. He's building Trace up, up, you know, up, up, and up. And then before he's even done writing in his journal, he gets a text like, we found him. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was so funny, dude. Yeah, so her her name's Beth, and she was like, when you you first meet her, like, what do you think of her? Like, she just knew a lot of stuff and was like, like, in the right place at the right time. I was honestly just so confused by this part. I think I talked to you about it earlier. Uh, it was unclear to me how Trace got here because uh, he was in the truck earlier. Kind of looked like it exploded. Has that weird dream. 
wakes up here. Turns out he was in a bar fight with some gang. They stole his truck. And so he's here with her. And at first, I actually really liked her because she's taking care of him. Yeah, I thought she was she's, cool. She's clever. She's smart. Um, and I guess for whatever reason, I didn't really get any weird vibes from her, you know, being some being what she is, uh, FBI agent or whatever. I thought she was just like a local chick who hung out at the bar. I mean, were you getting vibes early on? No, like at first I thought she was just a local chick. And then I'm like, as it progresses, you're like, dude, what's like something's weird going on with her. I didn't expect her to be an FBI agent, but I something was up because she yeah. just, I don't know, was too smart to just be like mm-hmm. a small town, like local bar. Like, I don't know, something was going on. And one of the things... Uh, that Daniel Warren Johnson mentions at the end of this uh, was that one of the things that bumps him about having to wrap this up in eight instead of 12 was that they didn't get to develop her character as much as they wanted to. Uh, So I think they had more plans for her than we ultimately got to see. But she did seem a little undeveloped to me because it just kind of happens really quick. Yeah, very, very quick for sure. But then anyway, so he's in this town with her trying to get his truck back from that gang who stole from him that apparently he was in a bar fight with. Yeah, that goes sideways real quick. (laughs) Like some big old biker gang dude in the middle of Texas. And they're really into dog fighting, which is kind of a bummer for him and his dog. Yeah. So as he's trying to track down his truck, he gets to a warehouse where he's told to go, and there's like one dude in there. He ends up kind of torturing him to find out where his truck is. And it turns out this gang's trying to sell it. And are they trying to sell it to Cole, Roland Cole? Because who shows up to buy this thing? Or who are they trying to sell it to? Do you know? I'm not entirely sure, but basically what happens is as they're going, basically as they're going to, um, uh, to where the truck's at. Cause he, after torturing that guy, he finds out where it's at. He gets there and, um, this, uh, what's his name shows up. Mickey shows up Reno. And yeah, they have this big battle where it's Mickey, him, this FBI agent. Now they had this big battle with this gang. They get the truck back and Roland. And then, uh, their buddy, not Roland, um, Ward shows up with the, yeah. with this huge plane. And so they load the truck up on there and they dip. And to me, that was a little twist because I thought Reno was there to kill Trace. Yeah. And then he tells Trace, like, I'm not here to kill you, man. I'm here to to locate you so I could tell Ward where to find you sort of deal. Yeah. And so he brings Ward in, like you said. Yeah. And so then that brings us to the last two chapters, which just gets amped up, dude. Dude, It goes from zero to 100. Well, maybe not (laughs) zero, but like 80 to 100. And um, this is where, again, it it gets vague because like, Ward is trying to explain to Trace like what is going on and then all chaos breaks out. So you really never know like what Ward was ever doing and like why he had to do what he had to do. Just it had to do with something with his wife, right? Yeah, so it was funny because he keeps trying to... I mean, early on it was he did this to save his wife, but why is he still in it? Because it comes out that his wife died years ago from cancer and she didn't live long enough even to get the cure that he was hoping to get from Cole or whoever. Yeah, yeah. And um, so that just made me wonder, why is he still doing the ghost fleet thing if if it's not, if like, what's his purpose in there now? Yeah. Um, but anyway, dude, so it just breaks out and Roland Cole and them are like head-to-head battling yeah and so we can pretty much what they're transporting in in the trucks it's like the four horsemen of the apocalypse yeah so he's he's i didn't really understand what cole is but cole transforms into like a gnarly demon of some kind who has apparently taken out some of these other uh four horsemen or whatever and this one that they're traveling now happens to be death is in the truck at the moment. Yeah, and it's gnarly. Some of the artwork is so Dude, rad that, through that here. That double page where death just kind of comes out and kind of uh, yeah 
What's and the th- word? this is why I I, I mentioned in, in the very beginning how whatever was in the truck saved Trace because he almost is like superhuman too to fight this dude. Well, death ends up. Uh, what's the word when something takes you over? Yeah, and you look look at his eyeballs. Yeah, he's what's doing that the word? little glowy thing like possessed? He becomes him? possessed. Yes, thank you. So he's possessed by death here. Um. Death kind of takes him over. He's not just Trace anymore. All of a sudden, his eyes are glowy. And he's Death's... Uh, I forget what Cole calls him here. But, you know, he's kind of like the skin for him or the the suit. Yeah. And he even, even Cole at some point is telling Death, like, hey, man, the suit you chose is too weak. It's getting tired. And um, But so it's Cole, uh, possessed by Death, fighting Roland Cole, who it turns out is a demon. Trace possessed by death, you mean? What did I say? Cole. Sorry, yes. Trace <laughs> yeah. possessed by death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fighting Roland Cole, who is a demon. Um, and The fight I mean, scene I, is just rad, dude. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that like this had, a, this had some cool stuff to it, too. Like, it just kind of happened too quick to really appreciate it all, I felt like. But, like, you could kind of see where they were going, and you're like, okay, they're transporting death i guess that's kind of interesting but how or why and what happened to the other ones and why is cole a demon like all of the supernatural stuff just flies in your face like at the beginning of this issue that wasn't there previously and so it just felt like it was way out of left field yeah i i agree a hundred percent like there i and they mention it at the end of the book, but it just seemed like it was done really, really quick. And you mentioned it too. It was originally written for 12, but then they had to cut off four issues and it was eight. And so that's a lot that they had to take out. I'm sure they had a lot more planned for it. So yeah. after I read it and then you, t- cause I didn't read that in the back of the book. And then you told me about that. It made total sense. So it made me appreciate it a little more because I remember when I finished it and I called you and I was like, dude, I was so confused at the end. <laughs> yeah. Like it was just like went super quick and like yeah. there was stuff that wasn't wrapped up that I didn't think. But then, you know, you told me about that and you know, I, it was okay. You know, I, I, yeah. Well, one of the cool things, sorry, go ahead. No, go right ahead. One of the cool things here. So that's kind of the end of chapter seven. You see trace and Cole battling each other. And then when chapter eight starts off, the very first couple panels, did you know that's Donny Cates and DWJ? Is it? Yeah, so that's like kind of meta. And so that's why at the very bottom it says meta boom. <laughs> oh, that is funny. So they're like talking about, about, he says, I just think it's lame. It got canceled is all. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're talking about their book. That's so funny. So that was pretty funny. And then in the background, that's, you see, uh, Trace and Cole kind of uh, in a fiery ball, still f- battling it out in the sky. Yeah. And um, yeah, it just kind of ends Dude, up. I love it how um, they're, they all work together. The art is incredible. This, um, what's her name? Beth has this rad bow and arrow, dude. She's just slinging arrows because, you know, we find out she's this rad undercover FBI agent. Mm-hmm. And um, they're all battling this guy. Yeah, the fight scene is incredible art. And, and you're rooting for him to beat Cole. Oh, dude, 100%. <laughs> but then there's a wild twist when he ends up beating Cole. Bro, he ends up beating Cole, and it's like... It, Roland basically said, like, dude, I was trying to save that from getting out. Now you let it escape, and now yeah. it's going to, like, destroy the world. And yep. so you're like, dude, was Roland Cole the good guy this whole time? He was trying to defeat all these four horsemen of the, you know... Yeah. Of the apocalypse. And now Trace let him out. Yep. And literally is bringing, literally brought about the end of the world. Yes. And so that was another huge, like, eye opener twist, like Donny Cates wildness, (laughs) all wrapped up into one, dude. I thought (laughs) it was pretty cool. But I, I was like, dude, I did not see that coming at all. Yeah. I know. And so, kind of like, um, a cool twist in terms of a twist that you didn't see coming. But a little bit unsatisfying because it just all builds up to this. And then you're like, okay, they won. 
oh, but they're no, they destroying didn't. the yeah. world. Yeah. And so, you know, and then I wish the story ended here. Like yeah. she just ended. I don't even want to talk about the epilogue. Let's just not talk about the epilogue then, because I didn't like it. it was I don't wa- think it, it ever should have been weird. Written. It was so weird. And I wonder dude. if they did that because the 12 issues got cut off, you know, or you know, those last four issues. Yeah. Were, so I wonder if that's why they did that. But I just don't think it was needed. Mm-hmm. They tried to explain a little bit of like what happened after all this was going down and the world was coming in and in because of this yeah. death was just released. And it was just kind of strange. I mean, I didn't know if they left it open because like, hey, maybe we could come back to the world of Ghost Fleet and tell this story another time. But like, they didn't need that. They could have just, I don't know. It is what it is. But Wild Story Man with some crazy art, with some wild twists and turns, a little bit unfortunate that it got truncated and things really, you could tell in the last two issues, tried to get shoehorned in. And Donnie Kate says in the back, like, his goal was literally like, how do I make this make sense for, for the fans? Because yeah. that's four issues that didn't get printed. And four issues of story. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's I'm like curious. like a whole arc. Yeah. So I'm curious... Uh, where you come down on it at the end of the day? So for me, it started. Well, I've been wanting to read this for a while. I think I told. I can't remember. It's been a while when I found this. It was on my list for a while. And um, issue one just opens, and it's so good. Yeah. And I was like, dude, this is going to be fun to read through, and the art was incredible throughout. Um, but then it was just, I don't know. And I feel bad because after you told me what you read in the back, how it was supposed to be 12 and it was only eight, then I could, I understood why it felt the way it did to me, you know? We still have to judge the complete, like what we're capable of reading. Yeah. But from, for me, um, this is another, it's, it was good. I'd give it like a three and a half. Um, I yeah. thought the art was, the art's phenomenal. And this, the story just had too many confusing, just like open ended, like, some stuff that just didn't make a hundred percent sense, but the dots didn't end up connecting. Yeah, that's it for a yeah, lot of portions of the story. And I think for me too, because the ending was rushed, it just wasn't as satisfying as it probably could have been. Totally. So, and that's why, because it was rushed and that weird ending where it brought about the end of the world, felt even more rushed. Where yeah. you're just like, all right, I guess, okay, that's weird. What yeah. a weird thing. I really but, wish, like. Part of me wishes you uh, you almost didn't tell me it was going to be 12 issues. Because now I'm just like, dude, it would have been, I think, so much better if it would have went, you know. Yeah. And obviously they think so too. Right. But And who knows the circumstances and what happened and why it got cut short like that. Um, it's an unfortunate, but I would have loved mm-hmm. to see it. Well, I could tell you one of the reasons was sales, and they mentioned it on the back. Like the first issue only sold four thousand copies, which is weird to me because that's like, dude, that it was my favorite issue. Yeah. So just wrong time. Some of these things just hit the market at yeah. the wrong time, you know. But what I think about you? I, what are you thinking? I think I agree with you. I think uh, after hearing you say it, uh, I probably just match you. I think I was thinking three, um, just because. You know, what you said about the yeah. story and the dots. But I think the artwork is good enough to boost it up 0.5. Like, it is really cool. And, you know, I love DWJ, so. Yeah. Hey, time out. I'm with you, man. And I think, uh, you know, at the end of the day, just thinking about it, like, it's got a lot of action. And if you like sci-fi stuff, uh, and it's got a cool premise. And it's a, you know, I think it's a fun Another fun Sunday read. We've been hitting a lot of these on a B.O.W. lately. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Which I isn't bad. No, and I think this fits the bill quite nicely for that. Like, because uh, if you go into it with that, I don't think there's a lot of room for disappointment for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you know, like, hey, I'm just going to enjoy a Sunday with a coffee and a crazy wild story. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah for sure. And you, you really it. get to just appreciate the art and let it rock. But, dude, we're kind of, uh, kind of crunched on time here and I want to get a little speed round in, but there's something I'm dying to talk to you about. Something we've been hitting every week, man. I'll tell you what. I'm so sad that it's over and we have to wait who knows how long for season three. Yeah. Let's talk a little sweet tooth season two, buddy. Final episode. episode eight. What'd you think, man? 
I loved it. It had me on the edge of my freaking seat. I'll Dude, tell you that. I loved it. There was so like we've talked about it when issue seven in. Like we thought someone was gonna die. We speculated, hey, is it gonna be Becky? Is it gonna be Big Man? Is it gonna be And then you texted me and I kept guessing because you wouldn't <laughs> tell me because you watched it before me. I was like, it's Wendy, isn't it? It's Wendy. And then, dude, I like I was like, oh, it is Wendy, because she breaks out to go back to yeah. Amy and man, dude. There's so many, there were so many times during the last like 15 minutes before we find out who. <laughs> You're like, it's who, them, it's them, it's them. Yeah. It, it, that like a scene was happening. And I'm like, okay. This person's gonna die. It's gonna happen right now. I just know it. And then it didn't yeah. happen. And you're like, oh, okay, gosh, I'm glad that person didn't die. And then it like would go to another scene with Big Man, and they're like, here we go. Big Man's going to. He's going down. It's gonna be him. Uh-huh. And then he doesn't die. And then you think Gus dies, and you're oh, like, oh man, I thought for sure Gus was dead, dude. Bro. And then like in my mind, I was like, all right, I don't remember the comic book well enough. Like, did yeah. Gus die in the comic book at this point? Like. What's going on? And uh, it was, I was like, I guess he's dead. Bro, the last like 15 minutes, you go through this wild range of emotions of like, who's who's it going to be? What's going to happen? And um, I thought it was done incredibly well. Sets up season three perfect. And um, it was fantastic. I was, dude, there was so two big moments where I was super sad. Yeah. One is when Abbott's brother, the, what oh happens to Abbott's brother. Oh my gosh. I man. was just blown away because I loved his character, man. Me too. I thought, and he I, finally was standing up, dude. Yeah. He was standing up for himself, what was right. And um, for those who haven't watched it, I mean, we're going to spoil it, but Abbott basically shoots him right in the back right after he just got done saying, you never point a gun at a man's back. Yeah. And you're just like, that dirty rat. Like, oh, dude, I was so bummed at that part. But thankfully, Abbott got his. Yeah. And then, of course, I was bummed at, at, at the end when you find, you know, there there was one of the, the big characters dies, uh, Amy. I mean, we were kind of, I thought it was going to be her because she was dying of the sick anyways. Mm-hmm. She was my main choice. But then I, I speculated Becky was going to die, too. I didn't, you know, I did kind of think big man here and there, but I didn't think they would do that because he's like, you know, a huge part of the story. um, I thought it was either going to be Becky or Amy and it ended up was Amy and it was still pretty heartbreaking. Um, Yeah. You think it's Gus there for a second. So I was super sad, bro. I was like, no. (laughs) But. (laughs) And then they had a funeral scene like right after. So you're like, oh man, Gus is. And then finally you see the gravestone and you're like, oh, Amy. And uh, then you're looking around and you're like, where's Gus? I don't see Gus anywhere, though. Like, did they already have Gus's funeral? What's yeah, going yeah, on? Yeah, is there two graves? <laughs> Dude, solid, solid. Can't wait for the next one, like you said. Uh, what do you think of this in comparison to season one? I liked it better than season one. Me too. I mean, season one was really good, but this one, uh, dude, it was just, it was great. Uh, bigger, open the world up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And... Um, what do you mean, think's going on with the uh, the lady at the end there? Is she feeding some hybrids or what's going on? I know. I Part of me wanted to think it was some crazy hybrid creatures that she had in there. and yeah. Which would be gnarly if that was the case. Mm-hmm. So interested to see. Like she, some hybrid wolves or something. Yeah, wolves. Bears. Lions. Tigers. Let's <laughs> just, just keep naming them. <laughs> So um, I thought that was nuts. So it's going to be interesting. She'll be the main protagonist, I'm sure. In the in the um, yeah. protagonist is that the right word? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Antagonist. The and, protagonist yeah. is the, the main okay. character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what. Okay. I was like, I think I got that wrong. You're really trying to throw out phrases we're not ready I'm for. Throwing, I'm throwing out some big words. It's getting late. <laughs> um. Anything else to mention about it? The kids, all the other hybrids are safe in the the cool the cool family that they were hiding out in in season earlier. One, yeah. Season one, it was cool to see them again, yeah. especially the mom because she seemed cool, and they're harboring all the hybrids. Yeah. So now uh, our our three main characters now four because Wendy's going right. They're Wendy, going to Alaska. Yeah, huh? Wendy, Gus, Becky, and Big Man. They're making the trek to Alaska because. Um, we knew Gus listened to that tape and knew his mom was in Alaska. And then Big Man ended up listening to it. And um, that's mm-hmm. what they got to do. And uh, it'll be interesting. What What do you think? I know we're getting um, 
crunched our time here, but what do you think about uh, Addy though, the doctor? Because he's still. Oh alive. my gosh. It seems like he and Gus are going to go head to head too. I know. Is he going to like because go he pulls out that horn? And, yeah, yeah, and he's like, "Oh, I didn't die in the purple flowers because I had this horn on me, like the it's a antler. rabbit's paw." Yeah, the antler. What? So whatever's going antler, on there. Thank you. I always say horn like an idiot. No, you're good. Uh, so I don't know if he's going to be a bad guy too. Is he going to try, you know, to kill Gus so he can get the cure? Is he? How far is he going to go? I don't know, man. I wish he'd quit, though. I feel like he should have learned his lesson when his wife bailed on him. I know. So, crazy. I loved it, though. It was fantastic. Um, Man, it's just a bummer that now it's over. I'm going to have to find something else to watch because that was so good. I know. I know. Um, You want me to do a quick speedy and then we'll bounce? You want to speed round it or you want to save it for next week? I'm up. I'm up for whatever you want to do. I'll die. I'm not going to do them all. I'm going to save most of them. I, I just the ones that I know uh, you didn't read. I want. Well, actually, let's talk about one we did read just real quick. What do you think of yeah. Don't Spit in the Wind 3? So I still love the art. I still think it's cool, unique artwork. And can I, I really, can I talk to you about that though? Sorry yeah. to cut you off. No, the bad. artwork the artwork is cool and it's distinct, like you said, but it's so confusing to me. Like I don't know who's dying. I don't know who is dead. I like even our main character. Half the time, I'm not convinced it's our main guy. I'm like, wait, is that him? Is that not him? Like, yeah. I don't know what's going on. It it was a little confusing. I will say, um, I do like the unique artwork, but there were times where I'm like, you really got to focus. Um, but the story was just kind of wild. I will say, yeah, you know, yeah. um, you 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 got these guys that they were cleaning up Earth and. Um, it goes crazy. There's this big trash monster that's like taking them out. And but then there's this like group of wild, like cult like yeah. people who are worshiping like worshiping the, the trash. God. And they're like killing all their team. Yeah. And then everybody up at the space station who's like orbiting around Earth, that's where everybody lives. They're going nuts because they're what their big space station that they're on is like collapsing just like the world did because they can't sustain it. So everybody's rioting and it's like I think trying to be maybe political because yeah. you got the dude who would be the leader. He's just like kicking back still. Just all you, you cupcakes. He's never even talking. All he's doing is just sitting up there yeah. eating fatty cakes 24 seven. And his mm-hmm. team is like, dude, you got to do something, sir. Like the world's going down again. We are, you know, we already lost earth and now we're losing this one. Like yeah. he ain't doing nothing about it. And, um, it's, him and his girlfriend or fiance now, and they're getting attacked by the monster and this cult. So it just got nuts. It got really weird, dude. But, um, I mean, some of the art is pretty neat, dude. I will say yeah. I do like it, even though it's, it's, I don't know, it's different, but I, I like it. I think that's what I think that's why I like it. If it's only a four issuer, are you gonna pick up the next one or? I think I'll pick up the next one, yeah, just to see how it ends. Well, you're getting them for free anyway. I'm getting them on Hoopla, but (laughs) I will say, like, I do like the artwork so much, like, I would would buy. Yeah. So, just really quick, to keep speeding up, I read Gimmick 3, super cool, our main dude's getting involved with, uh, not involved in that way, but, like, he's teaming up, partnering with um, the daughter of the dude he killed in the first issue, and they're... Their whole thing is really crazy and weird. He's got superpowers, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it just continues to be a rad story. You've got some stuff going on with his wife, his son, who is superpowered, and and his mom, which is a whole dynamic that's adding to this. And uh, so I still really like the gimmick. Cool, cool story. Red Zone 3, wild, dude. All his, like, all these, there's like a hit out for him, like in John Wick. And so all these assassins in Russia are coming out for him, and he's trying to get this girl to safety. And yeah. Um, so that's still been a lot of fun. Super cool. Uh, I got to read TMNT uh, Usagi. Usagi, yeah. I love it, man. I just, I don't know. It's perfect for me. It's just a great story. I think that uh, the depiction of the turtles in there is a lot of fun. I got to read Kaya number, let me have it load up here. Was, eight? I think it's eight, is it? Yeah, not the newest one. I didn't read the newest not, one. Nine comes out next week, so it's got to be eight. Okay. Well, whichever one I read, because Comixology is not loading for me. Well, it's super cool. Jinx is uh, still being, you know, 
held captive and Kaya's on a mission to find him and she kind of gets beat up along the way, loses her arm. And so now she's without the group, without her powerful arm, her magical little mm, metal arm. Yeah, yeah. And so hopefully she can get the jinx because it's not looking good for him. And uh, I think I'll save some more more of these for next week. But uh, I did get to read Hairball 3 and continues mm. to be nuts. Matt Kent. Matt Kent. Nice, dude. Pretty wild. She's convinced that the cat's like a, like a, not just a cat, but like some sort of demon. Yeah. Interesting. But pretty wild. She's killed it like three times and it keeps coming back. And remember how you said way early on the thing about nine lives? Well, that comes up in this issue. She's like, so I was thinking like nine lives, do I have to kill it nine times? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So I was like, hey, that was race thought too. (laughs) Well, uh, nice dude. What are you looking forward to next week? Dude, next week uh, should be a pretty good week, dude. I got a pretty good list here to, to yeah, we shoot got what, We've got All Eight Eyes, Issue 3 from Dark Horse. Yeah. Um, oh, Chicken Devils. I don't know. Aftershock's yeah, kind of weird. That's and, with an asterisk on yeah, it. Always, always put an asterisk there on that one. Um, Kaya, number nine, is coming out. Uh, what's the Fallen 4? Are you still reading that? No, I, I think Ross might be keeping is up it Ross? with it. Yeah. I hate Fairyland issue number six is coming out from Image. Stoked for that. We got Tenement, the Bone Orchard Mythos, the mm. new one. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Jeffy Boy, Saga sixty five, Red Zone four, and uh, that one I was telling you about the Mono Myth, uh, one that was pretty cool. Uh, number two comes out, and maybe Seven Years in Darkness this time. Those two stories are so similar. It's funny if the both number twos drop on the same day. That is funny. TMNT last Ronin Lost Years issue number four. Um, I think there's only two more left in that one. I think it's only a five issue series. Oh my gosh, I totally forgot about that series. I know. Wow. So um, yeah, issue number four comes out. Art looks pretty cool. And let's see. I think that's all I've got on my list. That's all I've got, but that's some pretty good ones. Yeah, one I thought was worth mentioning because I think Mad from the pull box pals was reading it, and it's written by Patton Oswalt. It's uh, the Minor Threats trade paperback comes out. Uh, I don't know much about it, but it seemed cool and uh, about a bunch of, like, B-list villains, you know, kind of their oh, story. I think I remember him talking about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's coming out. And then just something I wanted to kind of drop in early, like a preview sort of thing, something I saw, is this thing called Hexagon Bridge. Uh, written by Richard Black coming out from Image in September 2023. Uh, Looks rad. I posted a link to it in our Discord, so if you're over there, click on that bad boy, check it out. I think that's going to be something uh, that's really cool and I'm looking forward to. Nice. I'll have to read about it. Yeah. And just a reminder, check out our buddy Frank over at Coffee and a Comic for these and anything else you're looking forward to coming out. And uh, enter our coupon code at checkout, the comic book layer in all caps. Save yourself 15%. Support Frank. Uh, rad dude doing cool things. And check him out on Instagram, too. Uh, he's always got cool stuff going on. And uh, if you subscribe to his channel on Instagram, he's doing, uh, like, first dib sales. So, like, right now he had, uh, as of this recording, it's done. Uh, but he just did... Uh, the four issue, like different covers, but the the first appearance of Spot and Spider-Man. Oh, dude, and so it was four it, different yeah. co- covers of that for, you know, I think it was like whatever it was. And uh, so if you're in that channel, you get first dibs of some of these cool things Frank's throwing up. Uh, so definitely uh, hop in there, subscribe to that thing he's got going on and uh, get some cool stuff. Nice, dude. Nothing to it, it but to do it. Do it, do it, do it. Speaking of doing it, what do we got going on next week? Dude, next week we're hanging. Hanging in the lair chatting books. Probably not chatting much shows because uh, I don't know what's go- what, what else is coming out that we can watch. But uh, I'm going to miss Sweet Tooth, man. I'm going to miss yeah. our weekly episode of Sweet Tooth. That's for sure. Me too, man. But uh, yeah, we'll definitely be getting into some books. And it uh, should be fun. Heck yeah, buddy. How can people keep up with us and uh, stay up with everything the Lair's got going on? If you want to stay connected to the Lair and know what's going on, definitely uh, subscribe to our show. Tell a friend about us. Uh, We love to meet them. 
head on over to our Instagram, The Comic Book Glare. You can see everything we're reading, what we're getting into. And then uh, jump over to our uh, Discord channel. Come say hi to us. Let us know what you're reading. Give us some recommendations. We love to hear it. And um, other than that, you know how we do. Keep reading comics. Cowabunga, nerds. Like the sound of the Comic Book Layer podcast? Our audio production is provided by Rosecat Audio. Check out Rosecat Audio at rosecataudio.com. R O S E K A T audio.com.